Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hey, welcome into Community Recap. Um, as always, uh, we're so thankful that you joined us this week uh, for another episode. I'm your host, Seth, and as always, uh, with me is Pastor Adam. Hey, yo. Um, What's going on, man? What's good with your life? Um, we're just going to kind of jump into uh, yeah. a little bit of personal life. Well, How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. My daughter Ava's 10th birthday is tomorrow. Ten. Turning two hands, yeah. uh, you know, two full hands. Mm-hmm. And so um, she didn't want presents this year. She wanted a trip. Oh, yeah, that's right. She wanted what to go to doing? Branson. You're going to Branson? So my, my wife's love of Branson has infiltrated the hearts of my, my kiddos. So we're actually leaving later today, uh, heading up to my mother-in-law's, going to hang out with them. And then uh, they, they live about an hour and a half away from Branson. Yeah. And so we'll stay tonight there. And then tomorrow we'll wake up, celebrate Ava's birthday, and head over to Branson. She's been really enthralled lately. With the uh, event of the sinking of the Titanic. Yes. And so she wants to go to the Titanic Museum and go through that uh, for her birthday. Well, hopefully the character she gets uh, is one that survived. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there's another place there, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, It's got like rock climbing and zip lining indoors and... um, it sits right off the the strip there. I can't I can't think of the name of it. So she wants to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna kind of piddle around uh, Branson yeah. down there and spend a day and then come back Saturday. And so yeah, man, we're looking forward to that. But uh, all is well. All is well with the mask family. Just in full swing with with homeschooling. My my mm-hmm. <laughs> the girl that made me daddy. <laughs> She went and got her senior pictures taken, oh, you know, wow. the, the start of them, you know, yeah. so uh, it's going to do in, in kind of a few phases, and so um, it got real. It got yeah. real. So my Grace was there while they were being taken, and so she took just a few with her phone, Of and man, it just got me. Yeah. And my baby girl. Yeah. Is, um, she got accepted into OBU, so we're excited about nice. excited about that. Is that and, where she'll uh, probably end up going then? I think so because uh, uh, through some scholarships and different things that she's gotten, uh, she's pretty much I think got all the finances financials uh, taken care of, and so that's, um, that's where she's really wanted to go for the longest time. And so I'm excited for her. What man. is she going to study? Uh, she wants to. She wants to go into social work. So I don't know if yeah. it'll be counseling, uh, psychology. I'm. I'm not really sure exactly what that track will look like for her. And you know, you get into it, you, you never know. The, yeah. the Lord may kind of um, shift her heart in, in a way. But um, that that really has been her heart for a long time. Is is just to to serve in that capacity. And so we'll yeah. we'll see what the Lord does. But I'm excited for her. She got her acceptance letter in the mail and a little box with some mm-hmm. goodies in it welcoming her to the OBU family. She Bison hadn't fully Hill. accepted, you know, and enrolled yet. Sure. Uh, but I would be very surprised if she ends up not. So. Uh, sounds like a lot. 
Yeah, a lot going on in Matt's I, uh, family, but it's good. What about you? I don't know friend? if I ever want to get to the point where kids don't ask for presents; they ask for trips. Yeah. Oh, trust me. It, it well, listen. In some way, it's like because that's the party too, right? So there's no party. I mean, in a way, it's kind of like, hey, this is kind of nice, you know. <laughs> this is kind of nice, you know. It's a little bit more um, chill on our end, uh, and too, you know, it's not. I mean, I think within reason. I mean, if she's like, hey, let's go to New York City or yeah. let's go to Hawaii for like, well, you know, I think maybe we could do a theme birthday party here. <laughs> yeah, we could you know have a luau I mean? in the backyard. Yeah, that's right. But uh, so uh, with my mother-in-law living so close and, and yeah. of course, my wife, she's a big Branson fan. So, you well, know, sure. she, she was all about it. So and me, too. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see how it plays out. Um when she doesn't have presents, yeah, you know, right. like yeah, yeah. Oh, you oh, I mean, a trip and presents. yeah, that's right. You yeah. mean I didn't get nothing? Yeah, <sighs> well, yeah, that's, what you, that's what you asked for. I'm sure the grandmothers sure. have have yeah. taken care of some presents. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Got to. Well, so what's going on with the Garrett fam? Oh man, life just yeah. busy. Girls are in school. Yeah, man. Um. Any sports going on right now? No. Nope. Anybody in sports? No. Nope. Because last year, Georgia was playing some softball. She did. She told me she never wants to do that again. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that. Nora wants to start soccer. Uh, I don't know when that will be. She wants to do that. Georgia is doing a, uh, I guess Kawita is doing a cheer clinic. Okay. Uh, The end of this month. Uh, and like they... I don't know what all they learned, but apparently they showcase what they learned at this clinic at the football game. Yeah. Um, so she she's she's been dying to do that. She, nice. I think with me being with her at Northwest in the mornings and seeing all the little girls come in on Fridays with their cheer outfits, she's like, Dad, I want to. Yeah. You know, she kind of sees it. So we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know uh, if that's her lane, but uh, she wants to try it. So we're gonna do that. And um, that's it, man. We're nice. We don't do anything. We're pretty, pretty average, pretty boring people. Not me, you're not average um, at all, man. You're a child of God. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a ginger shot later, uh, per Adam. Yes, yes. So if you guys uh, don't know, um, I say I'm trying to get a little healthier. Uh, uh, but at the same time, I just had a McDonald's sausage biscuit. Don't say that. Grace going to listen to this. Right. Yes. And so I am trying. I'm getting older, uh, 40, 44, uh, here in a few months. Uh, well, March. Yeah, it's uh, not a few months. Yeah. Well, few is some t- some, some what, relative. I didn't know six, but okay. Yeah, you know. So um, <laughs> that's just southern counting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be 45. Uh, yeah. and I've got a five-year-old about to turn six. So I want to be, I want to be around for, you know, AJ's, uh, life. And so right. I need to get a little healthier. I wasn't always the healthiest, um, uh, before Christ. There was a lot of, uh, poisons mm. ingested into the body. Uh, wouldn't you say this is a 
poison? No, no, no. So a ginger shot. That uh, Grace has got me on these ginger shots. Great for the immune system. Mm-hmm. Just keeps you. Just keeps you going. It's a. It's a kick in the face. Yeah. It's uh. It's uh, ginger juice. So you take just. She takes straight ginger and um, gets the juice uh, out of that puppy. With she's some, into juicing right now. She's right? into juicing right now. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're again. We're just trying to get a little healthy. Yeah. A little healthier. I mean, I'm. I'm sure we could do a little bit better in some some areas, but you know. Um, I think there's a commitment there. Um, the follow through, we're getting uh, we're getting there. So it's uh, ginger and turmeric. I think that's how you say that. I don't know, but I enjoy when you say it. Yeah, <laughs> turmeric uh, and orange juice. Uh, just the just the juice, the nectar of of the creation of the Lord, mixed mm. together in a cup. And that puppy will uh, that puppy will give you a we'll little bit of some bite. It's yeah. got a little bit of bite, but man, you know what? It's it's a great way to start your day. So uh, I brought some in uh, today. Um, gave Cody, uh, Pastor Cody, uh, a shot of it, and yeah, yeah, I don't think he'll ever take one again. Uh, that Maybe was entertaining. it was, yeah. and then I took mine. Uh, but I'm I'm somewhat used to it now, and so Seth is going to take one a little bit later uh, him himself, and so. Uh, I would I would in, invite you all to all the listeners to to check in to <laughs> taking yourself a little ginger shot in the morning. Like I said, ginger, yeah. turmeric, and orange juice mixed up in a cup. Just take you a nice little shot of that bad boy yeah. and uh, start your day. And I'm you telling out. you, you're gonna feel good. Yep. You're gonna your immune system's gonna be uh, working in overdrive. Overdrive. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. So we're just taking care of business. Okay. Well, let's jump into uh, some listener feedback um, because we got a few. Oh, um, nice. And we've been a little inconsistent. We got to get yeah. back to our weekly, and that, that's just me. So you had um, you had asked the listeners because we had a question of who would you uh, Yes, who would you? Three in individuals yeah. from Scripture that you'd have lunch with. So, Let me hear some of this. So we have a couple people that uh, wrote in, uh, Taylor Smith. Um, she said that her three, uh, excluding Jesus as the obvious one, right. would be Esther. Oh, nice. King yes. Josiah. Okay. And Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mm, man, what would that have been? Uh, there's some great questions for Mary. Yeah. Oh, that's a dude, great, no that's doubt. a great, I'd like to sit at that table. Yeah, that's a great I, one. I'd hop over to that table. Um, the next one is Kelsey Hopkins. Okay. Uh, What's up, Kelsey? She emailed in, uh, and again, excluding Jesus, hers, and she, she put a little description as to why, so I'll read those. Okay. Um, Eve, uh, and she said, I'd love to one. hear about yeah. what Eden was like and mm. how exactly the serpent conversation went down. Dang, yes. Uh, she said it'd be interesting to hear how she would look back on the fall with hindsight. I I would be enthralled. I, yeah. I don't need anybody else at the table at this point. No, that'd be good, yeah. Uh, hers also, uh, Mary. She okay. says, I love a good birth story, and I absolutely want to hear the birth story of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and if there's anyone whose parenting perspective I want to hear, it's Mary's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the last one she put is Peter. Uh, Peter, yeah. she says, I want to hear the walking on water story from his perspective and all the other things he experienced alongside Jesus. Man, that'd be a great, so, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, those were great, weren't they? What would you feed them? What would you put out? If they're coming over to your house, what are you putting out? Oh, what do you, man. what's your go-to? What are you going to give them? Well, I mean, it, you'd almost want to 
cook something they're used to. Okay, you so know? you'd so go like some lamb some or yeah, you know? bring some kava. Uh, but there's there's also a little southern hospitality aspect yeah. to it. So See, I think that's what I some meat, potatoes, yes. some mac and cheese, maybe yeah. some some just some good home cooking. Yeah, introduce like them that. to uh, the God's gift of fried chicken. Ooh, so my goodness! Yes, uh, our trivia the last week. Okay, last did we have a trivia? I know it's oh, been we two did. weeks we again. Did. The inconsistency. We'll get there. We'll get there. Pray uh, for us. Pray- <laughs> <laughs> We're getting uh, our ginger shots, so, so we should be better. We should be wired. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, um, she also, in her email, um, tried to answer the, the trivia question. I don't even remember it. Um, and then so did Miss Rhonda Gilbert. Oh, She, she emailed in. So the, the question was, what does Paul call the Galatians? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, he called them a lot. <laughs> I mean, that brother was hot when he wrote that that <laughs> one. Who bewitched you? Yeah. So, um, just to give their answers first. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey said uh, he calls the Galatians brothers, question mark. I feel like that's too vague, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Uh, good answer, good answer. Uh, and then Rhonda said brood of vipers. Mm. Um, I do. I'm not sure. Uh, He was a little hostile in in the the letter of Galatians. Not not in a not in a beat you down way. I think more of uh, listen, man. You got to get back on track because you're you're missing the whole point of the gospel. Mm. Um, So what was the answer? Because I in my in my in my mind, um, what does Paul call the Galatians? Part of me wants to say, "You fools, who bewitched you?" But I don't know if that's what the the what you're what. It's you're just meaning. one. It's just one word. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It wasn't good. It wasn't. It wasn't brothers. It it was not brothers. It was yeah. not brothers. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I can't remember. The answer is foolish. Foolish. I, I, I was thinking, you fools, and maybe some translations yeah. may may go that way. But I wasn't I wasn't one hundred percent sure on that. Let's read it. So it's found in Galatians. Who bewitched you? Three. <laughs> you just like saying that. How come you ain't taking your ginger shots? Galatians three one says, "Oh foolish Galatians, yep, mm-hmm. who has bewitched you?" Yeah. It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. And Boom. a fool is one who says that they're, you know, in, in their heart is no God, right? And so <laughs> when you slip back into, uh, when you, yeah, when. Uh, Sorry, that was something off uh, off air there. Right. And so when you, um when you go back into a works-based salvation, I mean, it, it really is uh, a denial of the gospel. And so that is foolish, right? Yeah. First Corinthians, we've been studying that in our community group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word of the cross is foolishness yeah. to those that are perishing, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you want it one trivia question? Come on, week? man. Come on. I've, I've had my shot. This is a hard one, though. Okay. Like... Come on, give it For to real. me. All give right. it to me. Okay. I'm ready. Who would have nothing to do with the author of 3 John? 
who would have nothing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I've got it. I've got it. It's it's um, the guy that he was pointing him to is Gaius. Uh, the other guy is. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, I can picture it so so I, I know it is it's it's Gaius and um Man, I'm drawing a complete blank. Because he wasn't hospitable. The first and, letter is D. Um gah, okay, hold on just a second. <laughs> it's not Demetrius. Mm-mm. It's um Diocones? No, close. I, I don't know how to really pronounce it, but it's Third John one nine. Let me see if you want to look. It I, up. I I I know it. it <clears throat> it's. I'm saying I'm getting this right, even though I can't think of his name. <laughs> You're gonna get count this one right. I'm counting it right. Uh, Third John one nine. Diotrephes, not right. Diocones. Diotrephes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Third John 1 1, the elder to the beloved Gaius. Yeah. He was Gaius. Some people, just, yeah. depending on how you, how you say that. Right. Uh, whom I love in truth. So I, I know. And, and Demetrius is in there too. Demetrius is in there. Look at look at verse 12. Demetrius has received a good testimony from, from yeah. everyone. So, But what does is, what is, uh, verse 9 say? Yeah, no, no, I, I get no, what you're no, saying. No, read it so you can... Oh, I have written some to the church by Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. Yeah. Uh, and so he ain't so having nothing, ain't to do. nothing to do with Yeah, 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 yep, yep. That's good, that's good. good. I was just reading uh, the letters of John, and that's why I was somewhat fresh on my... Yeah, uh, there you go. ...on my mind. You so, did great, that was good. Good. All right. I feel good about that. Yeah, don't ask me another one, because... Yeah, that's a, we'll just do one. I, I feel good about that one. Um, but I, I want to do one for the listeners, obviously. Uh, yeah. This is kind of giving us some good interaction, and uh, people are actually yeah. emailing in. So uh, Keep it up. Keep it up. And we're going to get back to weekly, I promise. Yes. Well, yeah, don't as promise. As best so. as we can. Yeah. <laughs> Let your yes be yes and your no be no. We'll talk a little bit about yeah. that this Sunday. So, uh, for you listeners, uh, if you feel like you know this trivia question, please email us in to community recap, or excuse me, it's recap at communitybaptist.org. Recap at communitybaptist.org. All right, here's the question. Get your buzzers ready. In the book of Philemon. Oh, I was just reading that one too. I may know this one. Who is Paul's fellow prisoner? Mm. Can I answer that? Uh, no. Okay, I'll answer next week. I'll answer <laughs> next week, but I know that one. Yeah. In the book of Philemon, who is Paul's Intent. fellow prisoner? That's the question. If you feel like you know it. Nice. Send it in. in. All right. Let's get into Sunday's recap. Um, let's do this. Do you want to do, do the last two at all, or do you want to just stick with last week's? Man, you, you set the tone. You whatever you man, well, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm here I really, for it. I'm I, I here loved, for all the things. I love both of them. Well, do it. Um, do it. Maybe take just, a piece from one and then jump into the other. I just don't have my sheet with me on it. Oh, I got you. Well, then let's just stick to this week. And but I mean, I I don't know. Some people may enjoy that. 
What did you think about? Let's just at least do that. What did you think about? Uh, I love I love preaching through. I mean, th- there is some. It's been kicking me in the gut a little bit, but in a great way. Yeah, just in a really edifying way of studying these passages out. Um, and then going back through, and I love to just kind of look at, um, once I've spent time with the Lord, just like what some of the early church fathers had to say about it. I mean, there's so many views of the Sermon on the Mount of whether it's applicable. I mean, you have some individuals that would say it's not even applicable to us yeah, today because, um, you know, we're on this side of the cross and um, some hyper dispensationalists. Uh, would mm-hmm. say that, you know, that that's not for us. That was for them during that time, and we're in the dispensation of grace, which we are, uh, but I don't think that n- makes what was previous null and void, uh, per se. Yeah. Uh, but then you have some that, you know, uh, look at it as this is something that, you know, we have to obtain to, and uh, we have to live this out, and it's a, it's a, it's a picture of, you know, works-based, those that adopt more of a works-based ideology is that these are the things that help you get into heaven. And mm-hmm. then you have some that look at this and say, because you'd never be able to get to do this, uh, that these are actually things that will be present in the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, that the Sermon on the Mount are, is things that what life will look like in the kingdom that is to come. And so it's almost like, you can try, but there's really no point in trying because you're flawed. And I think that the answer is really in the middle is that, no, you're not going to do it perfectly. Uh, and these things don't save you. Uh, but as a result of having been saved and cleansed and renewed and born again, these should be the marks of right. a believer's life that you're growing in and that you're striving for. You're praying to display in your life. And so it's just interesting to see how individuals would even interpret the sermon as a whole of of who it's for and yeah. the application of it. And so uh, it's been a really enriching time of studying it out and, and digging in. And um, man, I've, I've enjoyed it. I pray our church has been enjoying it as, as well. Um, I was just building out all of the, the messages for next year, um, going through chronologically where the text will land and uh we got a little we got a little while to go you know we got a little ways to go but it's it's good i would say that we're probably right about halfway there which is it's it times up kind of chronologically where we are in jesus's ministry uh we're a little less than halfway probably through with our uh series um and jesus is about right at the halfway point as best we can tell in his ministry yeah uh and so you know the last year uh and especially the last week of his life is what a lot of the gospels are dedicated to especially john so we haven't spent much time in john at all that's because john does a a lot of early stuff we'll pick him up a little bit in the middle but he dedicates the majority of his uh his gospel to the to the latter part of jesus's ministry uh, he, he sprinkles in a few events kind of in between leading up. And so we'll spend a lot of time in Matthew and Luke and, and Mark. And then uh, we're going to pick up in, in John uh, in several spots next year. And then when we get ready to conclude, I mean, we'll primarily be in John because he, he really digs into that, that Passion Week. 
Uh, we get the upper room discourse. We we just yeah. get a lot from from John, and rightfully so. His gospel was written so that we would know that he is the Christ, and that we would be saved through faith in him. So he really focuses in on what leads up to the cross and the resurrection, and uh, what transpires after. So yeah. it's good, man. Well, let's jump into let's jump into this Sunday. Let's do um, it. I'll just come out and, and come on. And, and just really come out swinging. You, um, why why do people struggle with lust? I think one, it's it's a fleshly desire, right? It is uh, it is a um, satisfaction of the appetite of the flesh, mm. um, and, and it, it's something that the devil, I think, really utilizes to tempt us because we are weak in that area in in many regards. Um, it is a gift that. God has given us, and so the devil always wants to try to pervert that 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 gift. Uh, I think it causes a lot of destruction in the family. Sexual sin does, uh, and so the devil obviously wants to destroy families. And so it is just one of those things that he has used uh, throughout uh, creation to bring about uh, destruction and to bring about devastation within the life of families. I mean, you think about David and just his family. Um, I mean, there there was all kinds of sexual immorality that was taking place, and his family was just, um, I mean, it was just marred yeah. uh, by the effects of sexual sin. Yeah. You think about when his son came and um, drove him away, right? They went and fled. Remember what he does? He gets, he gets his concubine that takes him up to, like, the roof— so that the whole city can see, and he just commits like the sexual immoral uh, immorality in front of everybody to kind of say, basically, I'm the king, I'm taking over, and he did it through you know this sexual perversion, and it just all throughout scripture we just see whether it's Samson, uh, whether it's David, whether it's Solomon, um, whether it's Judah. Uh, we see all throughout Scripture just the devastation that sexual sin can can cause. You you even look at you know marriage is always supposed to be between one man and one woman, and you know some people will say, well, God's word never condemns polygamy, uh, like these people have multiple wives, but it does condemn it in the sense that it shows nothing good ever comes from it. You look at Abraham and Sarah when they brought Hagar into the picture and. They, they went outside of the sexual union between one man and one wife. Uh, there was all kinds of devastation that yeah. came of that, a whole nation that would be at war with, with God's people. And so uh, even though we don't see, I think he condemns it pretty plainly and clearly in the institution of marriage between one man and one woman, and in the accounting of all of the destruction that transpires over and over. Even when Abraham would say, Sarah's my sister, and the king is like, right. why, why'd you do this to me? Like, you can't do this to me. Yeah. This is this is your wife. Like, th- this is not something that is that is. He good. was scared of what would happen. To Even him. he yeah. understood right. uh, the the sanctity of 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 marriage. And so, um, you know, one, we're visual people. Um, I know men tend to be a little bit more than women, but um, man, it is just it is a. Um, uh, you know, a desire of the flesh. It is a lo- it, it's just something that the enemy has just used 
over and over and over again, and we have failed to, to pick up on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, too, especially the culture doesn't help. I mean, I, th- I feel like our oh, culture is so, our face. Yeah, so driven uh, towards sex and um, the power and the, the right. lustfulness. And, um, but y- you see the s- sexual temptations, you know, and, and not to compare it, but if you were to compare it against other temptations in life, um, why is, I mean... You may have answered this, but to me, sexual temptations, um, because it's such a, a beautiful gift from God right. and it's so powerful. Right. Like obviously when you use it for destruction or use yeah. it in the way it's not intended, it's it's even more powerful, right? In in Absolutely. the opposite way. And so I feel like and maybe you can talk to this, um, it's one of the most detrimental, if not the most detrimental uh, sin that we just because of the effects and what sure. it can do and right um but how and so like like it just leads you down this path of secrecy and hiding very and, much and it's just so to, it, so I would almost argue it's the like it's almost the the hardest one to probably overcome oh, I agree um, I mean again because it is so devastating and and destructive I mean when you join yourself together with an, another individual um, in the act of sexual intercourse that was meant only for one yeah. man woman. It, it, it was meant only for one man, one woman, because it is so powerful. It is so unifying in, yeah. in a sense. Uh, it is to bring together, you know, the two flesh become one. And that's not just a physical um, picture of two becoming one. I mean, that's at a heart level. That's at a mind level. Uh, that we we truly are uh, united with one. And so when we do that casually, when we treat that casually and we don't have the commitment to to one another uh, in a way, excuse me, that glorifies the Lord, it is so destructive. And it, it is done in a way that oftentimes is in secrecy. And the enemy loves to use those things of, you, you know, if people find out, you know, and keeps you in bondage held in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, it, 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 it truly is such a destructive thing. And I think that's, I mentioned a little bit about the sexual revolution. And it's not that, listen, this, this all started happening in the 50s. We can go back and we can see in, in Scripture. Uh, sexual morality and this kind of push, especially in the days of Jesus and the Roman culture that, I mean, they, they were, uh, we're probably as much like Rome as, as anything, right? Uh, Babylon to some degree when you talk about spiritually, yeah. uh, but as far as culturally, we're, we're very much Roman uh, in the culture today. They were very overly sexualized, um, a lot of entertainment focus when you talk about the gladiator games and yeah, those different types yeah. of things. I mean, very much worldly, Consumer. materialistic, yeah. you know, is is the culture that we live in uh, today. But uh, the sexual revolution, I think, was probably the most destructive thing that has ever happened to our country. Uh, and I and I think when you look at, at Rome, I think that was a big part of its downfall yeah. was uh, the sexualization that was transpiring within that 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 world and within that culture, and, and so uh, there, it was like a bomb that that has yeah. reverberated throughout the centuries, 
uh, as a result, and and it's something that uh, man, we just have not recovered from. In fact, I think it's only it's only grown and mutated in, into more deviant and uh, just to the point where you know uh, you think about like TV back in the day. They wouldn't even show a husband and a wife sleeping in the same bed. I mean, they each had their own bed. You know what I mean? If they showed their bedroom, there were two beds. And if they went to bed, I mean, it was the wife got in one bed and the husband got in yeah. another. And I don't think that's a, a good showing and representation of what God desires for marriage. But at the same time, today, uh, I mean, you know, what was for cable or pornography, I mean, now you turn on just your nightly TV show at six thirty, seven o'clock on CBS, and I mean you're gonna, it's gonna be in your face. Right. And so just the the decline of um, the embracing of uh, sexual morality uh, truly is a decline of a nation. And I, I think, in large part, that's what we're experiencing to the point now. We have gender confusion, and mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. just it's a Pandora's box that once you open it. Um, the enemy only wants more ground. You know, you want to give concession to this. Well, if you don't like it, just don't watch. Well, the problem is my neighbors may be watching it and people within my community are watching it. And when they are consuming things that uh, truly alter mind and, and you just have to get more and more, I mean, to the point where you see, People kidnapping people, you know what I mean? Like they're going oh, to act that out at, yeah, at, awful at you know what I'm saying? Right. And so the idea of that they try to push of, well, don't speak out on this because if you don't like it, just don't watch it. Well, the problem is I live in a society where people are watching it yeah. and it does. it's not going to just stay in their home. It won't. It will be fleshed out to where there are victims as yeah. a result of that. Right. And so, again, that idea of, well, you're just, you know, you you don't have to look at it. Well, you know what? I have to live in a society where people do. And so I do think that we need to be more vocal in those instances and not just adopt. Well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Well, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, we're not insulated from from that just because we don't. Yeah. Well, and, and the, I mean, that. The first point you had is right along with that. It's a perversion, right? I mean, it's right. it's what the devil has taken it and twisting yeah. it and, and it's perverted made it. Some it so and, ugly, some so beautiful has been made so ugly. And the thing that really, like, um, I think you lose um, within that industry, within that you know whole thing is you you don't even see people as people. Like you right. don't even see yeah. And that's what you had talked about, like um, they're image bearers of God. But yet right. you're, you're uh, in that moment or in the, in the weakness of that moment or whatever, you're looking for a means to an end and consume right. somebody to consume to get what you need. And and so they become no different than than steak on the plate. Yeah, they become no different than, you know, whatever you, you need to gratify you. Yeah. Uh, and to, and to satisfy that that fleshly lust and and uh, we degrade the individual to something far less than what what God intended uh, us to be as image bearers of uh, of God. And, and I so, think that's one of the biggest lies too. Is oh well, you're not hurting that person. Well, you're not. You know, like there's there's almost this lie the enemy can right can give you of oh, you're not hurting anybody, you're not affecting anybody. Right. All the while, the consumption of it is just yeah 
tormenting yourself, right? Your views on things, and that, and again, you know, uh, and pornography is not just viewed by by men. I mean, there's a sure. Um, sadly, there's a there growing increase within the, the the life of women as well in the consumption of pornography. But you know, when you got to think that's that's somebody's daughter, mm-hmm. right? That's that's somebody's uh, mother. That's some you know, and uh, when we degrade somebody to a level of uh, robbing them of their humanity and treating them as a substance or a thing um, that's where I think the devil in many regards laughs because he wants he hates Mm. he hates what God has created he hates God's creation so if he can lessen it if he can cheapen it if, if he can distort it uh, that is his scheme, and that it is that is his plan. Man, it hits home too. I mean, that's you know that's a that's a legit daughter of somebody, you right? Know, or a son of somebody, yeah. or um, and, and when you, you just fuel that, yeah. When people are logging on again, um, ninety-seven billion dollar annually. It's wild. Um, you know, it's it's people are being profited off of uh, and utilized and you know you don't even know like what that image may portray you don't know what's going on behind the scenes you don't know if they're being forced into this and you're contributing to to that um i mean the uh, sex trafficking is is such a huge you know devastating reality of our of our world and when we when we consume those images we're 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 supporting and we're uh, aiding and abetting yeah. uh, a lot of these sex traffickers. Yeah. So maybe speak to the younger generation, um, you know, teens. Um, because, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't right. have a right. phone until I was almost in high oh, school, man. you know. They, I mean, it is, um, it is, they're bombarded with it. Bombarded with it. Yeah. And so ha- talk about maybe the detriment of how looking at pornography or, uh, anything sexually immoral, how it can twist your view of right. It's almost like this imagination yeah. world. Yeah, you're living. Then, you are. You're in a fantasy. And then world. you try to get in a relationship and marry somebody. And that ain't reality. And your expectations is well. Right. This is all I know. Talk about maybe the detriment. Yeah, to that I or, think I think uh, uh, there have been studies that pornography actually like in in grains and puts highways within the brain. Uh, to send these endorphins, send these things down, and it it literally like makes a roadmap in your in your mind. I mean, th- it is fascinating to to look at some of the clinical studies that have done of individuals that have consumed porn, yeah. and it it literally alters your mind. Yeah, uh, I mean, literally, it 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 does. And so the con- the consumption of pornography for those younger individuals. I mean, I remember when I first stumbled across a magazine. And and look, I mean, those images, I mean, it was shocking. Like, it was like, whoa, what in the world is, is going on here? And some of those images just get seared in your mind. And as you go deeper and deeper down into the, the destructive hole of, of pornography, it does create in you that th- this is what sex is. Like, this yeah. is this is what sex is. And... um Again, your your idea is that it is something that is self gratifying, 
uh, and it is something that um, is really devoid of commitment. It's devoid of relationship. And so when individuals that have based their whole understanding of sex and a sexual relationship off of pornography, uh, which is a fantasy world um, that is not in reality because it is devoid of relationship. Yeah. It is devoid of commitment. It is devoid of connecting with somebody on a heart level and a mind level and caring for that person and not just trying to get self-gratification out, out of that person and using them for your own uh, gratification. Uh, it creates when you get into that that relationship, that marital relationship, it, it creates this like, wait, this isn't right. This isn't it. And mm. so... There's a disconnect, and the truth is pornography is not what it is. Uh, that that relationship is what and how God designed sex to be. And so it's it's only going to, I think in some ways, the, the devil can, can fool individuals into thinking, like I'm actually kind of preparing for that relationship. I'll know what to do, you know? Sure. Uh, and in reality— it, it's not preparing you for a true relationship because that true relationship as God intended it uh, goes far beyond just a sexual act. Uh, and when we just consume pornography, again, it distorts things to such a, to such a level uh, that we can't actually connect. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was uh, in my study this week, I came across uh, an article uh, and I can't remember the exact terminology, but uh, basically, individuals have consumed so much porn uh, that th they cannot function when it comes to time for sexual intercourse. Like mm. they, they, they just can't. They've seen so many images. They've been. It, it, they become so numb to it uh, that now they are in a position that they they can't even really engage anymore. And for us, we we just man for our young people. Uh, for parents out there, you know, be that parent. Yeah. Uh, I can just tell you the importance of uh, you. You have got to be that parent. I, you don't want to be overbearing. You want to give your children freedom. That that's great. I understand. Um, you you want to help them to grow and make good decisions. But we we are responsible for help guiding them. And if you won't, there's a world out there that is looking to distort and destroy. And so we need to know what is on our children's phones. We need to be looking. We need to put right. parameters and guards on their phone because they can't. They can't navigate those things in and of themselves. They need help. Uh, that is what God has given us as parents the, the stewardship of these children, and we need to know what is on their, their phones. We need to look. We need to have these conversations with them and talk to them about this uh, so that they're not hearing the voice of individuals in the world on this topic, but they're hearing us in, with a godly worldview speak in on, on these things and have them think through this because it will affect uh, relationships in the future that that yeah. that person that God does bring into your life and and you, you want to enter into that marriage covenant it, pornography will affect that relationship now God can restore all things and if we repent and and we turn from that I mean God can can cleanse our, our mind God cleanses our heart I mean he, yeah. he does those things uh, but don't put yourself in that position because again you're you're, you're only setting yourself up for failure and discontentment 
yeah. uh, when you live in in this this reality world. Well, and you may have said this, but it also leads to getting into a marriage and then thinking something's wrong with that person. Right. Like yeah. you you aren't yeah, doing this what you're it. supposed right, to. Right, exactly. And then divorce or right. you know, it just one thing leads yeah, to it's another. Carnage. It's just carnage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you you started touching on a little bit, but um the reality is people struggle with it daily. Yes. Um, but there is hope. There is a cure. Yeah. Uh, there is a prescription yeah, for praise this. Praise the Lord. And we find that in God's word. And so uh, walk us through, uh, if I'm an individual who was uh, maybe scheduling a meeting to come and talk with you. Yeah. And just lays out, hey, man, I'm, I'm dealing with this. I don't know how to get out of it. What, what, what can I do? Um, I know in your sermon, obviously, you gave point to that, but just in a real conversation, uh, what would that look like? What, yeah, would, you, I think, what would you advise that? I think first it's, do you have a personal relationship with Christ? Um, not do you know about Christ, not do you right. attend church, but ha- have you truly repented of your sins, not just your sexual immorality, uh, but you have, have you repented of your sins and placed your faith and trust in Christ? Because without that, you have no power at work in your life to overcome this. Uh, you, you can try in all of your strength and all of your mind. You might find a little freedom for, for a little bit, but uh, you, you, you will falter and you, you will fail. And so <clears throat> I would start there. And if they are a believer, uh, then I would, I would you know, interact with them in, in regards to what is their walk with the Lord look like? Uh, are you spending time in God's word? Are you plugged into a community group? Do you have accountability that, that is built into place? Uh, I would I would want to draw their attention to the fact that they are an image bearer of God and individuals that are on these images that they're consuming are image bearers of God. So I'd want to lay that down so people would understand um, just the the heartbreaking aspect of and this is. This is somebody that that God loves, that Christ died for, that that is being used in this way, whether they realize it or not, whether they're you know fully committed to it or not. Um, it, it is something that we need to understand that God doesn't desire this for us because He wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves, and and this is not that. Um, and then we talked about definitely some practical things. Um, I mean, one of the I know it seems like, well, you couldn't live life without it. You may need to go back to a flip phone, like the old Nokia, you know what I mean? Not, not a smartphone. Yeah. Um, well, they make phones, that they call them dumb phones. Right, yeah. You can't access anything but yeah. text and, or calls. And you know what? That, may be this, that dumb phone may be the smartest thing someone's ever done, yeah. is to say, you know what? I'm in a position right now. It's like a drug addict, right? If, if, when I was trying to stay sober... If if I had instant access to drugs in, in, in the blink of an eye, like somebody that's struggling with pornography does with their phone, that you could you could do it whenever. An endless supply. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, I don't know I'd ever got sober. I had to break free from yep. that. I had to get away from individuals uh, that were using. I had to surround myself with people that were not. Uh, and that we're pursuing the things of the Lord. And so, you know, the, the, the thing that may need to be done is you get rid of your phone. 
at the very least, you need to build in some accountability. There's some great software that's out there. One that I'm familiar with is Covenant Eyes. Yep. I, I think there's others that are out there that uh, put some some blockers on your phone yeah. uh, and it may be you know blocking websites on on your phone or whatever let somebody else let your wife or let let an accountability partner put in a code that you don't know that blocks certain websites from showing up on your phone uh, or building in with that software to where when you you know there's a report that goes out each each week of what you've been looking at and just knowing that man my brother in christ is going to get this and if i get on this Man, he's going to get alerted that hey, I'm I'm looking at something I shouldn't be looking at. Yeah. Uh, that accountability goes a long way. So I would I would talk through just action plans of of that. And if somebody has really been consuming and and really been involved in it for for a while, there's probably some counseling that needs to take place. Yeah. Uh, so I'd set up some some times to continue to meet, continue to pray. Uh, walk them through, you know, a, a, a time of uh, of prayer each day. Walk them through what it looks like to have a personal study time in God's Word and allowing the Word to cleanse their, their heart and uh, really just find out what are some of the boundaries that we need to put in place for that individual so that um, that they're, they're not falling victim to these traps that the enemy is setting, whether yeah. that's phone, whether that's breaking away from certain people that, um, you know, are sexually active with them and are, are not willing to help them uh, to, to stay pure for the Lord, then, I mean, that relationship needs to be severed. Yeah. You know, as hard as that may be, um, we, need to, we need a desire to please the Lord way more uh, than anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, too, like, it's not just a temporary thing. Um, yeah, you, you may feel like, you know, there's no harm, no foul done in this moment. Um, you know, six months goes by and you look back, you never thought you'd, you know, be doing it for this long. And then it's a lifestyle and then it, but then there's also an end to everything. There's also an understanding that, you know, you will die one day and that you will go to either, either heaven or hell and just the detriment of, Hey, what you're doing right now um, is not yeah. near as bad right. as what is to come, and so uh, helping others be aware of, and, and yeah, I think you had even mentioned it in your your message of just people who just don't even want to deal with that sin. They don't even nah, like I'm good. Well, there's a reality, yeah, uh, that is coming for you, right, uh, when you die. Yeah, God, God says that the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of uh, of of God. Um, and, and that's not, I placed my faith and trust in, in Christ and I, I never lusted again. Um, we, we are born again. We're being sanctified. But for those that, you know, don't want to call it sin, that just, you know, I'm a good person, want to go back to whatever it is they think constitutes uh, eternal life outside of Christ. There is a, I mean, that's what Christ in, in our text is trying to draw them to is like, listen, as bad as losing a hand and an eye would be, there's something far worse. Uh, and and in that day and time, uh, I mean, uh, to live without all of your faculties and, and all of your limbs, I mean, it was a hard life if you had everything. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the picture there is that uh, of a quality of life that is extremely hard and extremely uh, poor, uh, but yet it still would be 
uh, pale in comparison uh, to the pain and the suffering that is to come eternally in, in hell. And so we need to understand that this is something that we shouldn't take lightly. God yeah. doesn't take it lightly. Our society takes it very casually. Uh, I'm sure the biblical stance, well, I know the biblical stance is viewed as kind of prudish and just archaic uh, when it comes to sex, that we've evolved past that, that we, you know, sex is, again, this thing that is to be utilized for yourself. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it, it just is, uh, it is just a destructive thing uh, because it is the perversion of a good gift that God has given us. And, I mean, it is sad to see just uh, the wasteland uh, that has resulted from uh, the embracing of the kind of uh, phrase of free love and mm, casual yeah. sex and, you know, those things and, and just the destruction that has caused uh, so many people uh, for so long. And so, you know, I think it's important that we have these conversations in church. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that accountability in this sin specifically is one of the greatest ways to find freedom mm-hmm. uh, for a believer because it is something that is done in secrecy so much that when we shine light on it and, and we build in accountability to walk alongside of us in this, we, we start to find so much more freedom uh, than when we sit on an island uh, yeah. trying to go through this alone. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the, the heartbreaking reality is we have a lot of people in our church that probably struggle with this. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you attend community, uh, even if you don't attend community, um, and you've always been looking for uh, someone to help, something to get you out of, right? Uh, know that we're here uh, and that we have Absolutely. resources that we could help you with. And um, so, and I know you had mentioned on Sunday... Um, like reach out to us, and, yeah, and you please. had some individuals that did. Yes. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, we had a couple. Um, yeah, but if you find yourself listening to this right now, and and you struggle with that, and want to get out of that, um, that sin, that just that detriment of of pornography, um, you know, Pastor would love for you to to reach out to him, and uh, we would do whatever we can to help you with Absolutely. that, and. Um, so I think you're obviously all, all of our communication and emails and all that are on the church website, communitybaptist.org. Right. Um, but, uh, please do, uh, because you're not uh, meant to do life alone. You're not meant to hide. You're not meant to, uh, isolate yourself. And, uh, you can only do this with, uh, with other believers, with other brothers and sisters in Christ who are willing to walk with you and and check in on you and pray with you and and overcome these things together through the power of the Holy Spirit. So please reach out. Uh, We'd love to help in any way possible. Um, Pastor, anything else from you today, maybe um, on this topic or anything else? I, I think it's just reiterating again what you just said. Don't walk through this alone. Um, that is the beauty of, of church, uh, whether you're struggling with, you know, sexual sin or whatever it is you may be struggling with. And that is our heart for community. That is our heart is that we would, um, truly bear one another's burdens, point each other to Christ, encourage one another, fulfill the one another commands. And we are just robbed of what the Lord wants to do when when 
we are not plugged into the life of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would just in, in, encourage you, no matter where you're at, get plugged into the church. Get involved in a community group. Find an area to serve in. Uh, man, there, there's just so much uh, growth and so much in, uh, enriching of our souls when, when we serve others uh, in the life of the church. And, and through that, community groups and serving, you may come across somebody that's struggling with something that you're struggling with or has found victory over something you're struggling with, or you can share uh, with somebody that's struggling about something that you found victory in Christ over. And when we, when we just come in, sit down, listen to a message, and leave, man, we miss out on, on so much mm. that the Lord wants to do. And so I would just encourage you, wherever you're at, uh, man, get plugged in. Get, get plugged in. Find a community group this Sunday and get plugged in. Yeah. Uh, reach out to uh, Stephanie and Cody and Robbie, uh, Pastor Brian, Seth, or myself, and just say, hey, I want to serve. I, I don't know where. Uh, you know, uh, what, wh- whatever you have for me, uh, wherever I could jump in and I, I could, I could serve and, and help whatever that would look like, man, I'm, I, I want to serve and, yeah. and just, uh, start that conversation and, and just go all in, go all in, uh, for, for the Lord and do so in, in the context of a local body. And so however we can assist you and serve you in that and, and helping you grow and facilitate, uh, what it is that God has has done in your life and the gifts that He's given you, we would love to do it. So I w- I would just say, uh, just kind of in concluded conclusion, um, man, get plugged in, get get plugged in, and you you will see great growth in your life as a result. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, as always, thanks for joining us today. Um, we love having these conversations and and hope that they're encouraging and helpful in any way. Uh, please share this out, uh, maybe to someone that you know uh, that would benefit from any of these. Uh, please rate the show, uh, share it, like it, subscribe to it. Uh, we would love for you to do that. It just helps with all the algorithms and all the fun stuff. Um, but uh, that concludes this episode. And so uh, we love you guys, and we're so grateful for you. Um, but that's all we have, so we'll catch you next week on another episode, hopefully next week, of Community Recap. See ya.